Hi, welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece. And instead of writing my wedding vows for this weekend, I wrote <laughs> two pages of notes on One Piece. Watching One Piece. Watching One Piece. Oh man, I didn't even, I didn't know you were actually getting married. That's good yeah. news here. <laughs> it is good it's news. Podcast official now. <laughs> it's just um I keep forgetting to do that and I was like, I spent like hours writing notes on anime instead. <laughs> These are the priorities I have in my life. <laughs> um so I'm like ten episodes behind. I've been real busy lately. I've been keeping up with like JoJo and Haikyuu instead because One Piece is more of a show that I churn through. So if I have ten episodes, it's nothing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we are gonna talk about Whiskey Peak through uh, what is it? Little Garden. So that's yes. Sixty four through seventy seven. Yep. You're almost into your first like eighth of the show. Yeah. That's that's not too bad. That's progress. <laughs> So, um, we were talking before we started recording, Whiskey Peak, a lot of stuff happens in four episodes. Oh, yeah, a lot, just a lot of exposition, and it's all setting up for, I'm assuming, a huge climactic arc, because yeah. you mentioned, like, Alabasta and stuff like that, which... Yeah, I've been, I've been talking about how great Alabasta is, uh, this whole yeah. time, <laughs> so, um, so... It, does anything actually happen in the first episode of Whiskey Peak, or is it literally just, like, a party episode? Um, it's all party, and then, like, right at the end, uh, they engage with Zoro. Okay, so everything that happens in Whiskey Peak happens in three episodes. Pretty much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and even, and you can, you can dumb that down to two, because, like, the middle two episodes are only, like, half- exposition and mostly just action yeah Zoro <laughs> fights a lot of people <laughs> yeah um yeah so we get to this island we have the the two weird people from reverse mountain it's like I feel yeah. I feel like I have to recap more because it's been so long since we recorded <laughs> <laughs> right. we so have Mr. Ni Mr. Nine and Miss Wednesday who yes found. I that's their names I there's <laughs> I can't imagine why I can never remember those names um <laughs> Yeah, so we get to Whiskey Peak. Um, we meet uh, Funny Valentine, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't remember his actual... What is it? Is it Mr. or something? No, the the guy with the goofy hair. Yeah, Funny Valentine. What does he What does he go by when his, he shows up? His, his name, he goes by Mr. 8 with the company that's revealed, but he's Egram. Yeah. What does he introduce himself as to Luffy when he shows uh, up? I think he just says Mr. 8. Hi, I'm Mr. 8. And that's totally normal because you've already met Mr. 13? I already forgot. Mr. Um, 9. Mr. 9. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't, I think I'm for, uh, confusing with the unlucky. Yeah. yeah, then they just sort of party for an episode. Yeah, and, then... and, and it's the, the episode name says something like an island that's nice. It's like a pirate-loving town. Yeah. So. They're all, they're all just, they have, like, a drinking contest, mm -hmm. and then Nami, Nami wins the drinking yeah. contest because there's money involved. Uh, Usopp and Sanji are just getting attention from women. 
Um, <laughs> Luffy just eats and eats and eats to the point where the chefs like pass out from exhaustion from mm -hmm. how much they're cooking. <laughs> I hope I hope it's you just a like fun old time. I hope you like episodes like that because. Pretty much every arc ends with one. Um, it's the best. It's, 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 it's like yeah. it captures the piracy spirit. Yeah, like the ro the romantic <laughs> piracy spirit of just like you go on an adventure and then you stop somewhere and you just have a massive party. Yep, that's all that happened. Uh, that's what's that's what it's like to be a pirate. At least it seems that way. With um, yeah, so far that's what Shanks seems to do <laughs> is uh, yeah. fight Mihawk for fun and get drunk. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so there's the weird sort of party episode, and then at the end of it, does doesn't it show like Mister Eight and Miss Wednesday and them like talking secretly or something? Yeah, t talk shows with him, and then he's talking with like a uh, big muscle girl, who like who I wrote down muscle GF. Oh yeah, mus <laughs> muscle girl. Isn't she like dressed up as a nun at first or something? Yeah, she's yeah. dressed up as a nun, and then changes into like regular clothes and then yeah, and it takes then, off the nun outfit and it's like hello i'm a jojo character pretty uh, much yeah <laughs> yeah so that's good um yeah yeah so it sort of just very quickly rolls into now zoro's fighting a bunch of people yeah because like, it, it turns out he wasn't actually asleep so as he oh, woke yeah, of up course. and like snuck out he's too and, cool to sleep yeah and the bounty hunters were there to like I don't know if it was directly get their bounty because the bounty is just out on Luffy at the moment I, I believe yeah I think not the whole crew yeah, but they recognize him as part of the crew yeah isn't there some sort of confusion that they think like Zoro is the leader or something yeah they're like they're, they think that Luffy is too like much of a An dumb idiot. fat <laughs> idiot to like actually lead the crew and he's like a figurehead so yeah. Zoro must be the real leader since he's strong yeah <laughs> Which is and he just fair, yeah. So and it has shows like really cool like imagery with the cactus rocks, which not only are they like big boulders like stacked on top of each other mm -hmm. that look like cact cacti, but with all the headstones yeah, on there. Yeah, like zooms in. It's like actually they're graves. Dun dun dun. Yeah, so it's uh, all pointy, which is really cool, even though it's probably never revisited. <laughs> no, it's just sort of a throwaway thing to be like. Actually, we just kill pirates here. That's what we do. We, yeah. ca we camp. We camp at the beginning of the Grand Line. Um, yeah. Which that does sound like a good moneymaker, really, if you're yeah, absolutely. In, for, in the business of this world. The Grand Line is a vicious place. So, on the scale of we've pretty much been dissatisfied by every Zoro fight thus far, um, <laughs> do you, did you like this one particularly? Um, I just... liked the fight the episode after. Oh, okay, which, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, but th this was cool. It was just Zoro, like, doing cool tricks and basically murdering everyone. Yeah, so they're called... Which was fun to watch. They're called the Billions. Um, when do they reveal the name of the organization? I think almost right at the beginning. Just immediately. Yeah, like when they when they reveal what's going to happen, and Zoro's like, "Oh yeah, I've heard of you guys." When I did a similar, when I was in a similar similar line of work, uh, I looked to be into this, but it sounded way too sketchy. Yeah, so yeah, they're called Baroque. If basically people who don't call it the Alabasta Saga call it the Baroque Works Saga, because um, yeah. it's that's the overarching sort of bad guy. Uh, yeah, I think they mention that the lower the number, the strong stronger it is. Or something. Yeah, the very the very shonen esque sort of thing. Yeah, and uh, 
Which is interesting because, you know, when we start off, we meet, like, we've already met nine and, um, eight, yeah. uh, and they're pushovers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, number nine doesn't have, like, anything too spectacular about him, but I wrote, had to write down that Mr. Eight has a saxophone gun. That's really good. <laughs> And then the later is revealed that he has guns in his hair. Yeah, it's so good. He pulls his bow all the time and the guns come out of his hair. It's so good. Um, I forgot about the saxophone gun and I watched um, a clip of that. I don't remember when it was, but I remember fucking losing it. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, fucking saxophone gun. Because it makes such a, like, it makes such a saxophone noise. Like, yeah, it's and, not... it's, and it just works in his line of work too, because he can just pull it out and like, oh, he's just he's going to play an instrument, or oh, I'm behind him, and it shoots behind him. Oh my god, <laughs> it's just incredible. It's so. Dumb. And then also in that chaos, the just massive horde of guys, they have rocket launchers, which they're like full full blown, not like weird piratey. Rocket launchers, but just reg- regular-looking rocket launchers. Yeah, super, super normal um, <laughs> rocket launchers. This is, I hope Zoro like cut some rockets in half or something. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'm real blurry on like the fights of this part. I'm like, I sort of remember just, the people. Yeah, it's it's mostly just like generic bad guys being cut down by Zoro as he avoids their attacks. Mm-hmm. And then Nami wakes up to uh reveal like thinking to herself, I I've been doing this a long time. I know I know how to hold my liquor. <laughs> Which I was wondering how they did this arc in Four Kids. And I guess that uh the wine is fruit punch. Oh, okay. And Whiskey Peak is Misty Peak because alcohol. And her name's Miss Monday. Her nun disguise is just a black cloak. Okay. And instead of uh, having a high pitched feminine voice, she has like a deep masculine voice because ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I was. Okay, sure. So then we meet. Mr. Five? Um, yeah, Mr. Five and Miss Valentine show up right at the end of the episode to reveal that, um, they know someone's found out about the boss's secret, because the main thing in Baroque works is that everyone knows code names, so there's not, like, Mm -hmm. weird personal involvement with it. Yeah, which is weird. I'm I'm having trouble, like, remembering some of the code names, because I know their real names now. Uh, yeah, all, all the like main care, all the males are numbers. seem to have like a number or Mister Number, and then all the women are Miss, and then like a day of the week or holiday, or holiday or just something week related. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no it's... like real consistency with it, but it also seems like in this organization each uh, number has a lady assistant. Yes. Who, is it, I don't know if assistance the right word, but like a companion. Yeah, of they they travel in twos, or work in twos. They're, yeah, their their powers seem to complement each other, which is mm-hmm. shown. 
yeah. with the five and Miss Valentine. Yeah. Um, and then they pulled a picture. They're like, this is the person who it is. And it's a blue-haired ha- girl with her hair down. And instantly, uh, Igarapa, he pulls, out, he pulls out his hair guns and shoots at him, thinking he's going to win. But it doesn't do anything, because they have devil fruit powers. Devil fruit powers. <laughs> Which just sort of make you invincible to guns, I guess. Uh, is that is that <laughs> what he much. is that what he goes by? Igarapa? Yeah, that's his okay. regular name. Yeah, because then there's Igaram. I don't know which name is which. Miss Wednesday is. Yeah, she's actually the princess of the Alabasta Kingdom. That's a big and deal. Yeah, she's, she's she around. reveals that there's some sort of like. But this is kind of this is all going in one thing. It's just mentioned in like different parts, but that mm-hmm. she's. Her kingdom was, there was like some threat of Baroque works taking over the world, well, taking over Alabasta, Alabasta to try and form some sort of like new world order where there's, he he like lies to people basically saying that they're going to be in power if they help him out and that's going to be a perfect world mm-hmm. when actually he just wants power and to rule everything. So topical. Yeah. <laughs> so she went in, in the organization with her, like, royal guard to find out what's going on. And since they found out the boss's secret, which I guess is just his name? Or at least that's all they've revealed so far? Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about that and why that is significant. Um, but yeah, so aren't they just like, oh, okay, we're going to, like, do they say arrest, kill? What are they doing to VB? Her name They're is... going to murder both of them. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so her name is actually VB. Um, yeah. Mr. Five and Miss Valentine. Let's talk about their devil fruit powers. Um, okay. Because they're good. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they aren't revealed right away. First, it's um, Zoro. They like basically murder uh, Igarim, and then. Um, yeah, he's dead for the first time. Yes, for the first time. And then he's like, please protect her. That If there's anything you can do for me, we're sorry we, so, sorry we tried to murder you. We were undercover. Yeah, well, And then sorry. he doesn't understand why. And Nami is just like, how much money can you give me for it? Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> Which, princess. Hmm. She's going to be rich. So even though he's like, I can't promise you anything, you're going to have to discuss that with her. She's like, all right, I'm going to get a billion berries. <laughs> or else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so so they do. And it's just like a fast montage of um, Mr. Nine and uh, Miss Monday kind of like giving themselves up to protect her and keep her from getting caught by uh, Miss Valentine and Mr. Five. And then Zoro confronts them, which is incredible. Mr. Five has a... Basically, I, he has Kira's powers from JoJo Part 4. He can Sort of. Yeah, instead of turning anything explosive, he can turn anything that's a part of him explosive? Yeah, which... So his main attack is to pick his nose and turn one of his boogers into a bomb. That dude, at people. that dude <laughs> must have like some congestion because <laughs> he is just always flicking them yeah always and, and then miss valentine's she can adjust her weight so like he can 
shoot like he can make an explosion and then she can make herself really light so she flies up in the air and then change her weight to be really heavy and crush someone yeah the kilo kilo freak yeah i don't remember what his is called um uh the subtitles for mine said bomb bomb which is that's that's all right creative yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so those are some interesting sort of additions to just meet two new people with devil fruit powers um, yeah, and immediately they're just kind of like thrown to the wayside because yeah. Zoro, Zoro instantly like can beat uh, the bomb bomb thing because he just like cuts through all of his bombs, mm-hmm. and then before Miss uh, Valentine's attacks can go through, Luffy wakes up and he's very mad, which is it was, which that's what episode sixty seven is, sixty six oh. is. Which <laughs> I just remembered why they fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's one of those things that you have to do in Shonen. <clears throat> is two of the friends finally have to battle to see who's stronger, mm-hmm. and it's not because and no of, one like, wins. More moral differences, not because of like they have to do it so one person can co- finish in the tournament or someone can move on, mm-hmm. anything like that. It's Luffy thinks that Zoro in in cold blood <laughs> murdered all of them after they were nice to them yep and he won't listen to reason so they fight yep um <laughs> which i mean i i would say that the new the most recent captain america movie just ripped this off um because <laughs> it's the same plot uh pretty much <laughs> yeah so they f- fight and it's is luffy fat the whole time Yes, he is. Good. That's what I wanted <laughs> and, and to it, hear. And it's humorous because he he still he uses his giant belly to his advantage. Mm-hmm. He would. <laughs> and, and just the entire time, though, uh, Mister Five and Miss Valentine are trying to fight them, and just but they just either get caught up in the attacks, or one of them is she tries to use her like ten thousand kilo press on Zoro, mm-hmm. and he just sidesteps out of the way while he's talking to Luffy. Yeah, don't they, like, <laughs> defeat them in one move just because they're in the way? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Luffy does one of his, like, gum-gum momentum attacks, mm-hmm. and they just get caught in it and are knocked out. <laughs> yeah, they, um... They're not too strong. That's number five. Like, they're already... Yeah. <laughs> ...that high, and there's, like, a billion people in the Uh Yeah. So that's funny. Uh, an interesting way to sort of set the scale immediately. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's just a, a, a goofy fight between them. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so you said that was a good Zoro fight for you? Yes, that's probably the best Zoro fight so far is next to him attempting to fight Mihawk. Yeah. Is it... What is it... How does it rank on your Luffy fights? Because, I mean... I, I, yeah. Arlong one was good. I'd, I'd have to say it goes Arlong... And then uh, Buggy. The Buggy fight is still really good just because it, it shows off how smart Luffy is with his power. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Don Krieg. You liked that, the Don that, Krieg that, fight? It, it, was, it, was, it was all right. I'd, like, I'd rank that one at the bottom. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, this one, this one would go in between those two. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess the, there's also the Kuro <laughs> fight. Yeah. The Kuro one was eh. Yeah. I kind of forgot about that. It's just it's not like anything that's that big of a deal. Yeah. Inconsequential. It seems just like yeah, pretty much. It's kind of like in Dragon Ball Z, you're not going to talk about 
when Goku fought Raditz. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> um, no, you're not. Uh, um, so when does Karu show up? Because that's what matters right now. Yeah, Karu showed, showed up when they're like trying to run away from uh, Miss Valentine and mm. uh, Mr. Five, and Karu's great. I just immediately, I, I saw a giant duck and was... <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. He's, he's incredible. <laughs> he's a giant duck, and he has like a like a drink around his neck that he's always sipping on. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's like Vivi's steed. Yeah, and also something I noticed from your tweet is that I guess it depends on the subtitles you're watching how they spell it. In mine, it says K R K A R O O. Really? Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm used to it being R U E. Hmm. Um. Peru is so good. I love that boy. Um, <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Uh, so, what happens? What happens? Yeah. I, I, what, the next? <laughs> at what point do they figure out who leads up for Rookworks? After they knock out Mr. Five and Miss Valentine. Accidentally. Just, um, yeah, not even like intentionally. It's just, it, it happens. They, they're done, so they go back to do their fight, and Nami gets them to stop fighting. Basically, before they continue fighting, Nami knocks them both out immediately. And I was, I was wrong. This isn't Civil War. This is Batman versus Superman. Uh, <laughs> and Nami is Wonder Woman. I'm sorry. Continue. I haven't, I haven't seen Batman v Superman, but I'm glad to know that's how it I, um, I, I bought the, the 4K <laughs> edition. Now I just gotta buy a 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> and then... Uh, afterwards, Nami tries to get Vivi to uh, give her the, the payment she just assumed she was going to get. Yeah, are you going to pay me <laughs> for not killing you, right? Yeah, but that's explained that they can't. And um, basically, she explained that she found out that Broke Works was trying to uh, take over the Alabasta Kingdom mm. and that she. Uh, Tried, she infiltrated it to find out who was leading them. She found out that Mr. Zero, who is the leader, who he's he's so strong, he doesn't have a number. Oh, of course. Basically. And then uh, that he's Crocodile, who's one of the, like, government-sanctioned pirates. Yeah, that's just okay. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, so we pretty... I like that um, in the same episode, it's like, Mr. Zero, you immediately know it's just Crocodile. Um, <laughs> Crocodile is very, very good. Uh, I mean, he's a very, he's a very, very bad man. Um, he does, he's, I, I'd imagine. He's a very, very bad man, but he's very, very good. He's a very good character <laughs> and villain. So, yeah, so we sort of built up this scale of, like, oh, you know, everyone knows this is Shippokai, right? Um, yeah. Mihawk, we saw what he could do to a man. Um, <laughs> and now it's like... Oh, okay. The person causing Vivi all this trouble is one of them. Yeah. So, and it, Luffy is pretty much just like, okay, I'll, I'll fight him. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. Let's do it. And and then as soon as she mentions that, the uh, the vulture and the otter in a onesie, mm -hmm. who <laughs> I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they're very good. Just show up and, and they're just like, oh, how are they gonna know it's us? They just. They immediately just draw a picture of Luffy, Zoro, and Nami, mm -hmm. and then fly off to deliver the information. <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I don't remember their code names, but they're called the Unluckies. 
this is a really interesting arc for me just because it's basically just the romance Don cast doing shit because um, Usopp and Sanji never wake up uh, yeah they didn't do anything during this yeah true and then like it, Sanji doesn't do anything in the next arc yeah Sanji <laughs> doesn't really do anything until you does he do anything in Drum Island I don't think he does anything to Alabasta because um, <laughs> he only kind of did stuff during uh, Arlong Park. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sanji's still sort of getting in his own. And then what sucks is that when he he has some good fights and some really cool stuff in Alabasta, but is also like kind of probably transphobic. So <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get there. Um, oh boy. Yeah. So now they're all yeah. now they're all wanted by Brokeworks. Because yeah. they, they know Crocodile. Then, yeah. They, they go to flee the island, and uh, Igarim says he'll uh, distract everyone since the since the monkeys already flew off. There's there's a 100% chance that the Broke Quirks is already after them. So he does has a very poor disguise of Vivi, mm -hmm. where he's just in, a, in the same kind of dress she's wearing. And he, he rides off, like, I'll distract them, and you guys can go. And then immediately his ship gets, just gets fucking nuked yep he <laughs> is dead um no chance of survival uh yeah. and it's revealed <laughs> that it was done by miss all sunday um yeah who is the basically um <coughs> the uh the mr zero of the uh the females um yeah the right hand person or the second the parallel to crocodile whatever um however you want to phrase it yeah yeah so and that's cool um i still don't know how she, she did that yeah and it's then a mystery. she also has like telekinesis kind of does it what happens what happens she like she like picks stuff up with her mind it looks like and then what yeah, did she pick Sunday, up she let me read to see exactly what it was because it looks like she just like locks them yeah, they're, it says they're all mysteriously disarmed, and then she obviously has devil fruit powers, but it, it, to me, I just interpret it as she has, like, some sort of telekinetic powers. Okay, yeah, I was trying to remember, because I, I can't tell if Oda didn't know what her power was yet, or was just being very specifically <laughs> vague, and it's probably a little bit of both, um, but, or at least with the ship blowing up. Yeah, and she also takes Luffy's hat. She does. Yeah, she she just hangs yeah. out on the boat for a minute, doesn't she? Yeah, she just explains that like she's the she works with Mister Zero, mm -hmm. and that she she's the one who blew up the ship. Hi, I killed your friend. Yeah. Here's a <laughs> here's a log post. Yeah. It, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> also, that's something I I want to mention that at the beginning. <clears throat> they set up the most convenient way to have these arcs be long is... Oh, yeah, oh, the magnetic field. Yeah, you have to hang out on the island for a while for before the log pose can adjust. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'll believe it because they also introduced that there's certain like log poses that are adjusted called eternal poses mm -hmm. to one spot specifically. Yeah. So it's, it's, not, it's not just convenience, but it, it, it does help some, like... Why would you stay here for so long? Which yeah. of course, there's not could be like three episodes of them just. Actually, I'm sure there's probably at least a filler episode of well, while we wait for it to, uh, basically 
re- reconnect to where it's supposed to go. Mm. Let's let's talk. Let's tell spooky stories or let's yeah. there's have a, fun. <laughs> there's very few times where they're on an island just waiting for the blog post. Um, yeah, like L- Little Garden <laughs> sort of does. Like, oh, we gotta wait for this to reset, and then immediately something else happens. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it it kind of is like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But also, I don't know if it's ever really utilized that way. I think it's like a thing that Odo is like, I can fall back on this. Yeah, if it comes back to you. But it is does give them a reason to not like just head straight for the One Piece. Oh yeah, like totally. they have to they have to try and get through other places instead of just heading straight for it. Mm-hmm. So, and considering how crazy the Grand Line is, it it fits within that. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, so that's good. Uh, Egram's dead. That's shit. Yep. Uh, has Vivi started calling people like I know she calls Zoro Mr. Bushido. Yes. Uh, that's a nice little character quirk that she refers to people like that. And I was I was going to mention something that pops up way later, but I won't because there's another character that does something similar. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Before we get to Little Garden, though. Um. There's two little <laughs> quick episodes where we check yeah. in on Kobe and Helmeppo, our favorite stupid friends from the <laughs> yeah. Marine. Well, Kobe's good. Helmeppo is still just, like, a horrible, awful person. Yeah. And he <laughs> wouldn't be that bad if he didn't look like that. Yeah. Honestly, if he looked, like, not a piece of shit, I, I'd be able to handle him yeah. a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of these episodes? Do they feel like filler? Because they're not. It, not really, actually. Because I, I'm, I can assume that Kobe, at least Kobe, I'm sure since Helmeppo, it shows that he's tagging along with him, will show up more and have a bigger part later, mm-hmm. or at least some involvement in certain arcs. Um, I thought it was interesting to see like everything, because Kobe was dedicated to. It. He's like, if Luffy can can get a a bounty this quick, then. I can make it in the Marines, too. Yeah. And Helmeppo just doesn't have anything to lean back on, so he's kind of forced into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty It's pretty good. Um, it's mainly and they just... also show why he's like that, why is a piece of shit, too. Uh, <laughs> is it what we assumed, which was his dad? or? It, it's a mixture of his, his dad is shown to be a horrible monster who's willing to murder his own son. <laughs> that'll, and... that'll do it, yeah. And and that he just was an entitled shit, so mm, okay. <laughs> it, it's two things not working for him. Yeah, <laughs> not uh, not some strengths, I'm afraid. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's just sort of the training montage, and then you meet um, you meet Garp. Yep, Garp is cool. Do you like Garp? <laughs> I, I do. It's great that like. Tell me every what? possible feeling you could have about Garp. <laughs> he 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 takes all of my favorite things about. Uh, Joseph Joestar, but he's a pi- he he's anti pirate instead. Yeah, of <laughs> being Indiana Jones. Oh, so part three because Joseph, part part three and partially part four Joseph, only because of like a quick throw throwaway line in part four. Um, it, just because like Garp, it shown he obviously has his position for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's very strong and stuff, but I thought it was great that like. After uh, uh, Helmeppo's dad just like cuts him down, mm-hmm. and then flees with him on like the dinghy, he wakes up and he's like, "What happened? Did someone get hurt? What's going on? Who injured one of my men?" And he has mm-hmm. just like this massive gash across his chest. 
Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, he just doesn't know what's going on, but obviously he has the cognizance for it. Mm. And Uh, he was was sleepy because he was eating, like, donuts straight for, like, a donut-eating record or something like that. He just passed out while he was eating. Yeah. Yeah, that, um... That's a good character trait, uh, the narcolepsy <laughs> while eating. Uh, do they mention his rank in the Marines? Or, um, like, his epithet or anything? Or is it just Garb shows up and trains them? They sort of did. I don't think they, like, built it up as much, but I know they mentioned that he has a high ranking. Yeah, he's Vice Admiral. Vice Admiral, yeah. Um, which is pretty pretty high. Um, it sounds like it's pretty high up. Yeah, because there's... <laughs> Three admirals, <laughs> I think three vice admirals, and then yeah. fleet admiral. Um, yeah, is the top. Yeah, and then something. Maybe I misunderstood what was going on, but why is the? I, I guess thinking about it, kind of makes sense. But the marine headquarters is in the Grand Line. Uh it's on top of the Red Line, isn't it? I don't know if that's the. It's like, I'm pretty sure it's the halfway point in the Grand Line. Uh, well, I don't know if that's yeah, where they're at, but that is where the headquarters is. Because I know they said something, like, I, I swear Luffy said something about Kobe entering the Grand Line. Because mm-hmm. he gets, like, a newspaper, and it shows, um, it's a picture of, like, a Garp ship heading back to the Grand Line or something. Mm-hmm. And Kobe and Helmekbo are, like, in tears on the floor crying in the newspaper picture. Perfect. Kind of like Us- Usopp in Luffy's wanted poster picture. Yeah. And he's like, oh, good for Kobe. He's in the Grand Line, too. Yeah, um, I'm assuming that the reasoning is because how are they going to crack down on pirates if they're not in the Grand Line? Yeah, and it'd be may, may be a horrible mess to try and send people into the Grand Line constantly. Yeah, um, although they do they, <laughs> they do have the technology to pass the calm belt. Spoilers. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so does Garp ever take the the mask off? I don't I don't think he did. No. Okay, cool. Um by the time you see any of these people again, you'll forget they exist. But <laughs> holy shit, al- is it good. <laughs> also Garp revealed that he's a buff grandpa. He is a buff grandpa. He's the buffest <laughs> and the most grandpa in all of One Piece. Um good. Yeah, so key things to take away uh, Vice Admiral hates pirates. Training Kobe Helmapo, uh, narcoleptic. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those are all really important things. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna contain my excitement and talk about Lord Garden. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. So the first episode of Lord Garden is irrelevant. I think. I'm not. Yeah, it's it's them land. It's them like arriving to the island and being spooked. They they're spooked by the big the big cat. Um, Pretty much. Well, they're spooked by the fact that a big cat, it, it comes out looking intimidating, and then it falls over like it died, and like and um, Usopp says if like, points out that if the king of the jungle basically is taken down so easily, what other horrors are sitting in this forest? Also, there's a giant dolphin they encounter on the way there, which I thought that's fun that there's just do- giant dolphins in the ocean. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not like anything important, but you see a giant dolphin. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Okay, so yeah, I, I remember a contest between Zoro and Sanji on who, yeah, on who could so, kill the biggest animal. <laughs> pretty much. So Luffy's like, wow, I want to go on an adventure and takes Vivi and Karu with him. And then Zoro and Sanji are like, I bet I can get 
the most meat. No, I can get the most meat. And then they go off to have their manly contest. Well, Usopp and Nami are like, nope, uh, we're staying here until the log pose adjusts. Yep, never leaving the boat. <laughs> uh, it, just, just, just tell me about Little Garden. Tell me what happens. Just serenade me with um, who they meet. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an incredible one. Just like a series of events. I love like uh, Luffy seeing a giant dinosaur. Like it's basically supposed to be a Brachiosaurus. And he like gum gums on top of its head and makes it and, and all of its like uh, <laughs> family angry. So he's jumping from head to head. And in the best, like, this is the coolest sequence you could have with giant dinosaurs. Is he gets eaten by one. And you're like, oh no, what's going to happen to our hero? If he's made of rubber, can he be digested? But that doesn't matter. Because as he's falling through the throat of one of the bigger dinosaurs, its head gets cut off. And he falls out of the throat hole back on, back down to reveal that there's just giant there's a giant living on this island. Not just one giant. <laughs> yeah, not just one. But there's another giant that um, uh, Nami and Usopp are, are like a giant T-Rex thing is coming after them while they're in the boat. And then this giant just cuts its head off mm -hmm. and holds it up. <laughs> which is terrifying. But then they, both the giants reveal that they're... Uh, friendly guys, even though Super Nami and Usopp are still terrified of Super them. Super chill dudes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> they've been having a, a duel, they've been dueling each other for a hundred years. Do... Did they say why? Um, they do right at the end. Okay, so we'll, we'll, they we'll sort of that. do. So they, they charge at each other because the volcano is like the signal for the duel again. Mm -hmm. And uh, they charge at each other while Luffy's like, hey, why would you guys be fighting? And as he pulls up his sword and his shield and he's charging him, he's like, I forgot the reason a long time ago. And then they <laughs> crash into each other. That's good. <laughs> but they don't okay. seem like, it doesn't seem to be like some sort of malicious thing. Mm -hmm. And they point out in, in the next episode that it seems to, at this point just be based on pride. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a battle of honor. I know so much about these dudes. Um... <laughs> it, it, in their society, um, whenever they have a dispute, they just mm -hmm. fight to the death. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so they're from Elbath. Um, yeah. Which is like the giant country, I guess. <laughs> it's um, just the giant land. Sure, totally. Um, and I'm sure at some <laughs> point we'll see Elbath in this show. I, I'd assume so if they make a point of mentioning it. And they also bring up that one of the one of the things they're fighting over which i get this is kind of the victor spoils is an eternal pose to elbeth mm, yeah they, they, so they oh yeah because the, the winner will go back to elbeth um, yeah like luffy brings up if they could help and he's like well i have this are you gonna fight me for it and then luffy says no <laughs> no i don't think i'll do that thanks though yeah, I, I think he, he <laughs> He shows that he would fight him anyway, but it doesn't it doesn't pertain to what Luffy needs, so he doesn't mm -hmm. care. <laughs> I wonder yeah, I wonder where Elbath is in the Grand Line. Um yeah, so Bragi is one of them and the other one's Dory. Yes. Bragi um, and Dory. Bragi and Dory. Fighting until the end of time. Uh pretty much. And they 
<laughs> at the end of their fight, which ends in a duel, they mention that it's been 73,466 draws. Mm-hmm. So they fought that many times over 100 years. It's, it's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I won't I won't spoil why they're fighting. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, then you'll find out one day. Uh, yeah, so Usopp f- falls in love with um, whichever one he's with. I don't remember yeah, he, his story. It's, it's Bragi. Is it Bragi? Okay. Yeah, because he, he's like... he Nami's like, that's stupid that you dumb men would be fighting so long. <laughs> and, and Usopp's Usopp, like, that's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. He's like, these are this is what living like a true man of the sea is like. You fight with honor, yeah. even if you don't know the reason why anymore. You hold true to their belief, to your beliefs. Because mm-hmm. easily one of them could have, like, escaped or they could have, like, given up or something like that. But they stick to it because that's who they are. That's how their society is. And then it's also mentioned to uh, Nami that it'll take a year for the log post to adjust. And that's why there's human skulls and bones everywhere. Because tons of people have tried to have done the same thing and they either try to fight the giants and immediately get murdered. Or, um... <laughs> They they get attacked by animals, die of he- exhaustion, something, something. But it's like the first yeah. test of the Grand Line, almost. Kind of. <laughs> um, I'm sure they, they bring up a more, like, actual test later, where, like, this is the first hardship most people go through. Yeah. They they s- managed to take, like, a really rough route uh, to yeah. Alabasta, because they were like, I'm not going to take your eternal pose. Yeah. And we see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Usab is super in love with their code of honor. He really wants to go to Elbath. Uh, this is all very important yeah. stuff that you'll forget by the time you yeah. it matters. And then um, they there's some like hints that uh, the Baroque Works people are on their trail. Of course so, they are. Like they, it talks about like their um it, it shows them at the end with uh, Mr. Five and Miss Valentine talking with Mr. Three, whose hair is in the shape of a three. <laughs> It's very good. And Miss Golden Week, who is... It looks like a little girl, but I'm sure if you looked up the official information, she's like 52 or something. I'm gonna because, find out. Because anime. <laughs> it shows her as, like... She, she has the best traits of being the deadpan, like, small child girl, which is always my favorites in shows, where... Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't show emotion, but they always have really funny lines. And Mr. Three is just a, a goofy nut. <laughs> goofy nut. <laughs> oh, and right at the right after the battle, it shows that they're not, like, horrible people towards each other. And Bragi offers him some of the alcohol that they took from... That he basically stole from Usopp and Nami, but <laughs> they were just terrified of him, so they just gave it to him. Okay. And after he drinks it, after uh, Dory drinks it, it explodes in his stomach, which looks horribly painful. Yes. And immediately Luffy is really angry. Luffy like, is very angry. Because Luffy's all about that honor shit, too. Yeah. And he can't believe that these people would interfere with that. And what that leads into is one Dory tries to go off and fight. Luffy is basically like, hey, someone interfered with your battle. I can't let you go. And he actually fights <laughs> with the giant. Yeah. And does a pretty good job of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's injured. Yeah. he inju- After he's injured, and he gum-gum rockets into his stomach, kind of knocking him out, but not really. Yeah. I mean, Which it, when in doubt, fight somebody. 
That's Luffy's, yeah. that's Luffy's motto. <laughs> Pretty much. After knocks him out, um, gets back up, he he gets back up when the volcano erupts, signa- signaling the next duel. Mm-hmm. And because he's tired of him trying to stop him, he just puts that giant rock on Luffy and leaves <laughs> him there. <laughs> like that seems to be the only thing that can cons- consistently stop Luffy is just immobilizing him completely. With a rock. It's the, yeah, with a rock. Whether <laughs> like with. Arlong, he stuck his feet into the ground. Like, his feet got stuck in the ground, so he couldn't move Mm. at all. And then they threw him into the water. (laughs) And with that, when they, uh... He he doesn't do a very good job of convincing him not to fight. And then they do. And Bragi immediately knows that something's Mm -hmm. off. But Dory plays it off as, no, I'm fine, everything's normal. And to make things even worse... Mr. Three uses his weird candle wax mm. stuff, which it doesn't show that it's candle wax for, I believe, until the, yeah, not until the next episode. So it just like weird white slime uh, causes Dory to slip, and Bragi gets like a nice ha- slash mm. into him, basically, him claiming the victor, and he uh, erupts into tears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, Nami and Usopp. Flew it, ran into the forest. This is where I was like a little confused at what's going on because you were, it wasn't very clear of uh, Mr. Three's mm-hmm. powers. So it had them all running around in the forest, like Zoro was running around and he saw what he thought was Nami and then he got kidnapped. And then Nami was running around and she th- saw what she thought was Luffy. Yeah, so it's it's sort of vague and, and was like he. Keeping captured. you in suspense of like, what is their power? It's so, um, yeah. it's gotta be really good if they can make these like doppelgangers <laughs> or whatever. And this is a really good instance yeah. of the Baroque well, works like duos, um, really complimenting yeah. each other. Yeah. yeah, because uh, so Mr. Three makes um, anything. He just can just generate wax, I guess. Um, and can't and which yeah. also he can turn into candles. Um, so he'll make wax figures and then. And then Golden Week can paint. That's it. That's her power is painting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um there's a horrifying sequence of Mr. 5 uh basically beating up Luffy while he's trapped under the rock, just kicking him in the face over and over again with explosions Jeez. and Luffy, Luffy can't do anything cuz he's stuck under a rock. And then they also at least it's it's not shown on screen, but they also do the same thing to Karu. Oh no! Yeah, I'm mad. Man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, it, they throw like Karu's unconscious body at Vivi because they're trying to get Karu to talk. Well, sort of. They're trying to get Karu to call oh, for okay. help because obviously, since he's a he's a talking he's not a talking duck. He's just a giant duck. So if he called for help, it'd get Vivi to run over to see what's mm-hmm. going on but he doesn't give in and it shows that he's too strong i, I don't think yeah it, it's i don't think i've ever seen it like impact me as much until watching one piece where you see a character like all bruised up and then they have just the blank white eyes mm. like it, it, it's just it's more horrifying in the context of when it's in one piece because it's always in a tense scene it's never like haha the characters knock out it's like Oh shit! This is this is yeah, and especially I think in contrast to the art style, it's it it gives it a weight. Um, Yeah, 
And then while this is happening, Vivi, Nami, and Zoro also get captured in like a giant birthday cake made of wax with a spinning jack-o'-lantern on top? Yeah, I, um... <laughs> it's just like a giant, like, um, sculpture that Mr. Three made to sh basically one of those, like, bad guy hubris things, like, I have all this power, this is something I mm -hmm. can do. Uh. So he, he <laughs> has them in, like, a giant statue, and he likes to encase them in wax... He says something about, like, taking their souls with it. I think that's all just, like, figurative. He just likes to show off that he did something. Yeah. Yeah. And he's encasing Zoro, Nami, and Vivi. And yeah, Lex. I don't really remember any of that fight whatsoever. Um... <laughs> I just, I couldn't, I couldn't really comprehend it, what was behind it besides I can do this. So instead of just putting them in, like, a coffin of wax i'm just doing this yeah, instead i mean if he used <laughs> the, the actual power of that they'd be dead and that'd be it the show would be over yeah um <laughs> yeah and while that's happening eventually Usopp and luffy luffy miraculously broke out which from because a uh, crew dug him out okay and then Usopp arrived as well because he was running off in the sport forest and couldn't really figure out what was going on Meanwhile, while this was going on, I wrote down where Sanji, Sanji is doing because very of... important business. <laughs> he, he hasn't shown doing anything until the last two mm -hmm. episodes. Yeah, he's really. gone, and then he finds this like <laughs> tiny house, or is it made out of wax? Yeah, that's skipping way ahead, though. Yeah, that's all I remember about this arc, is that. Yeah, <laughs> when he does that, that's literally after they've won. Oh, good. <laughs> but after they're uh, trapped, Miss uh, Golden Week shows off that she can. She, she, well, Vivi reveals how it is because she like paints a black spot on the ground, and Luffy steps on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and basically, what the black one does is um, makes you really makes you want to defy your friends. So you'll do the opposite of what they say. And Vivi explains it as she. She's a realist painter who is so good at painting, like her they elicit like like exaggerated emotions, mm. which I don't know if it's if that's supposed to be like just a a crazy power or if it's supposed to be uh, devil fruit power. Let's find out. I assume it's devil fruit power. They'd say so, but she <laughs> does not seem to have. A devil fruit. <laughs> so yeah, she's just really good at painting. Yeah. And, and <laughs> during the fight, while well, he he basically he oh yeah before before the the paint was shown, it had him fighting um <clears throat> Mister Three, which was just pretty much pointless because he he'd try and like incapacitate Luffy by locking his hands or his feet, which each time Luffy was like oh cool now I have a hammer. And just knock the shit out of him with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and... that's um, that's really good. How Luffy <laughs> always seems to take advantage of attacks like that. Yeah. Um, the the fight proceeds with uh, Miss Golden Leak. She draws like a red thing on the ground, which makes Luffy so angry he wants to fight the ground. Mm -hmm. And I like that they chose Luffy to be the one who to go through this instead of like Zoro dealing with it and then someone else jumping in for 
instead of Luffy jumping back in for Mr. Three, because mm. Luffy would be the most susceptible to something like this. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking so up at, uh, <laughs> the wiki real quick about Miss Golden Week, and apparently it works on <laughs> simple-minded people, and yeah. it reminds me a lot of <laughs> the, like, Gnosis thing that Django did. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, yeah. it, it works on Luffy, and that's what matters. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how, how do they win the fight? I, <laughs> I'm already bored. <laughs> I love, yeah, it, I love, love, love um, the powers and the people that they're fighting, but the fight itself yeah, is unremarkable. It's, it's, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not very interesting because none of the powers really seem to come into play of how they win. Um, well, sort of. Usopp's, like, running around, and he bumps into Luffy while uh, Mr. Five and Miss Valentine are chasing after him. He, like, bumps into Luffy because he has, like, one of the colors he has painted on his back basically keeps him from uh, fighting anything, and it rubs off, and he re- he finds out that, um, he figures out that that's what so- he's, like, that paint had something to do with what was going on. So he goes to, he shoots, like, a fire, one of his Tabasco stars at what Mr. Five thinks is him, but actually hits Luffy in the back, which has a uh, well, it has um, has one of the markings on it, which frees it from frees him from whatever, because it shows him having like a tea party with Miss Golden Week. Mm, yep. <laughs> Afterwards, it's just like, it it's strange. Mr. Three makes like a mech suit out of wax for himself. Yes. And then <laughs> Miss Goldweek just paints it, not for any real reason. It doesn't have an effect. It just looks cooler than just a white suit. And uh, it's too it's too thick for, like, Luffy to break through or for uh, Usopp to melt because he realizes that the wax is melting. Mm-hmm. So while they're fighting, he, like, soaks a rope in oil... And he throws out while Luffy and Karu are running around fighting on it. And it goes all the way up like the giant birthday cake thing. And <laughs> immediately Usopp mentions that it's um soaked in oil. So he tells Luffy to burn it, which causes a giant explosion. And basically defeats all, almost all of them. And has a very, very upsetting sequence where Vivi's fine. But Nami just is in a bra. Like, Nami's clothes burned off, but Vivi's didn't. Okay. <laughs> and and they basically just finish off all of them. It doesn't... It wasn't really clear, like, what happened to them. At least that I could see. Like, they just, like... Um, Nami and Vivi immediately beat down Miss Valentine and Zoro beats down Mr. Five and Luffy and crew chase off Mr. Three and... Miss Golden Week, which um, he let Mr. Three had like a bunch of wax copies, and immediately Luke, like he's like, "How are you gonna figure out which one's me?" And Luffy just throws his foot at one of them, and it turns out to be him. And he's like, "How did you know it was me?" He's like, "A hunch." <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they catch Miss Golden Week as well. And it didn't wasn't really clear if they did anything to him, as as far as I can tell, they were just there like they're just left there beat up but then the last episode is where um all the all all this comes more into context 
where he where Sanji he's just wandering in the forest and while they've all been fighting he's just been like where is everyone <laughs> I can't find my friends <laughs> yeah they should be back by now and he stumbles across um the wax house and he's like man this tea is really nice in the afternoon and he gets a phone call on the transponder snail which turns out to be uh Mr. Zero, who just assumes he's Mr. Three, which I don't know how he doesn't know whose voice is whose, or maybe it's through the transponder snail, you don't get voice. I I'm, I don't think it's the snail. I don't... I he, don't know. He, you, you'd think someone like him would know what his operatives sound like, but no, that would kind no, of ruin would. this next sequence. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the sequence is very good. San, Sanji talking to him basically convinces him that he... Uh, he disposed of everyone and they'll, they'll be coming back soon and that uh, the unluckies are bringing them an uh, eternal pose leading to Alabasta mm-hmm. and Sanji just murders them instantly <laughs> no trouble at all he yeah. throws uh, the otter against the wall and just snaps the vulture's neck and then after after they hang up he orders Mr. he says to have Mr. Two go and eliminate Mr. Three while he's on the way to Alabasta because he, he doesn't know that what actually happened. After everyone's all free, Broggy, who's been incapacitated the entire time, he's crying over the death of Dory and then Dory wakes up and uh, <laughs> he, he's um, the only reason that he's not dead is that the axe had actually gotten dull and didn't cut him, it just mm. knocked him out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you fight for that long, that's bound to happen yeah yeah it's not they didn't give in but their weapons did yeah <laughs> and that they use the eternal post to set sail and that luffy's like i'm they're like no matter what you got to keep going forward and in a similar sequence to what happened with luffy and the giant dinosaur a giant fish jumps out of the ocean goes to eat the ship mm. and they send some sort of like shock wave that just destroys it and then they're sent on their way he doesn't just like split in half yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And uh, they, they say something about hopefully seeing them again and all that shonen good stuff. Yeah, which totally feels like throwaway <laughs> bullshit. Um, but it's not, because One Piece is good. <laughs> Man, I've been thinking about that sequence with Sanji for a long time. It's, it's, it's really good. It makes up for the fact that, like, that's something that I'm not sure if it's because Oda wasn't sure how to do, like, the full group dynamic yet. Mm-hmm. Or it, it's just something, it, it comes across, it shows up kind of, like, in JoJo and stuff, too. Where yeah. some of the characters won't do stuff for a while, and then, like, oh, we gotta have them have a fight. Yeah, or like, you, it, you see more of um, <coughs> Rohan and Koichi. Um, you, you see more of them than you see, like, Josuke for a while. Yeah. Um, Like, after you get to the Cure stuff. And it, it shows that, like... It's not all about one person, which mm-hmm. I think One Piece does a good job of. Yeah. That certain people are come in handy for certain times, and since it's a pirate crew, they all have their unique aspects that they're going to be important with. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oof. Um, and oh. then it's not like Dragon Ball Z, where most of the characters are there just get their ass kicked, and then Goku, it, who is just alien Jesus, comes and saves them all. Yes. Um, <laughs> alien Jesus. <laughs> that's it that's dragon ball that's the whole plot <laughs> alien jesus monkey uh so that's probably a good 
a good point to end it on is Alien Jesus. Uh, happy holidays, yep. everybody. Um, happy holidays. Remember is there the, a One Piece Christmas special? Isn't there like a whole Christmas village, or is it, or does it just so happen to be winter related? It's just winter related. Something. Which, by the way, you we need to make sure we actually do Drum Island this month while it's relevant. Um, <laughs> Oh, geez. It's like seven degrees here. It'll be relevant for a while. Yeah, we're supposed to get like <laughs> six inches this weekend, um, which is cool. I, I, I'm, I'm really excited for, because I'm assuming this is going to come back, at least in Alabasta, it might show up in the next one, but one of the cool things of um, the Arlong Park arc was when they had like basically everyone in the, in the crew split up and went to their mm -hmm. own fight. Like, that stuff is really cool because it shows that. Yeah. Like, kind of like, it's one of the things that, like, it's been a while since I watched it, but Yu Yu Hakusho, it was cool that there wasn't one of them who was the best, like, in Dragon Ball, which I still love Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. But it's nice that the, the other characters have importance besides just being there. Yeah. So you get a, They get to show off their abilities as well. I don't know if there's a whole lot of that in Drum <coughs> Island. It's mainly going to focus on uh, a new character that shows up who is my son and my favorite boy. Yeah, so I'm excited to get to Drum <laughs> Island. It'll be very seasonal. Um, our Christmas episode uh, can be ho ho, 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 ho. Well, I mean, he's a reindeer. Uh, <laughs> he's a reindeer with a blue nose. Um, and he never gets to play any reindeer games because he fucking ate a devil fruit. But anyways, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, yeah, so next time we'll do Drum Island. Uh, it's going to be sad. Um, it's gonna be really sad. As always. Yeah. <laughs> when they introduce someone new, it has to be sad. Mm -hmm. Yep, backstories. It'll be a. John Island will be a bit of a return to form for East Blue. So, I hope you're excited for that. Yes. I, I kind of wish we actually ended it on Alien Jesus, that's a really good ending note. <laughs> but, uh. Drum Island. Yeah, to be continued. Yeah, to be continued in Drum Island. Ha <laughs> ha.